Well, it is that time again, and maybe right now, saying where I am in Toronto, it is around 6 p.m. It is pitch black as it's getting dark earlier and earlier, of course. Maybe you are leaving work. Maybe you're on your way home. Uh, I'm not too sure. But if you're on your way home and listening to this, we have, of course, a spectacular guest, as we always do, uh, talking about housing, homelessness, health, uh, on this podcast with the idea of bringing education and awareness to uh, help strengthen the sector, help strengthen society as a whole. Uh, so let me talk a little bit about myself. I'm Michael Braithwaite from Blue Door, uh, organization north of Toronto that does amazing work in the area of housing and homelessness. We have some frontline heroes, about 100 staff that work hard to prevent and end homelessness across York region. Some of our programs even go into Durham region and into Peel region as well. And this is a joint presentation with the Canadian Alliance and Homelessness. Now I met our young guest at the Alliance to uh, and Homelessness Conference, which happened in November. It was incredible. Uh, and she is doing really cool work and it gives me a lot of hope for the future. But let's talk about the future. The future of homelessness being ended starts with checking out the CAEH webpage. Go to www.caeh.ca. They have all sorts of programs and resources that can help you, your community, prevent and end homelessness. Check them out. Become a Built for Zero community. Let's talk about today's guest. I have with me Sam Love, and she's going to talk a little bit about herself, the work she's doing. She is going to uh, inspire you and me and others to be part of the solution as we move forward. Hey, these are tough times, folks. Uh, you know, the amount of affordable housing out there, we, we have less than we had in 2015. Even though our efforts are doubling, we have some crumbling infrastructure. We have to be innovative. We have to think differently. And listen, it's not going to end with me. I hope in my lifetime it will end. But I, you know what? It's the younger generation that's going to take us there. I'm going to do my best to help them out. Uh, and so I get inspired by young leaders like Sam. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Michael. Great to see you. Now, for those people who may not be familiar with you, can you talk a little bit about yourself, your journey? How the heck did you end up doing some of this work? Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in the Rexdale area and uh, in Rexdale, we do have um, some issues that come with having a low income area, but we have a lot of uh, community supports and uh, very community oriented um, uh, group of people. So um, I actually started with a lot of volunteer work and I started with volunteering for uh, the Special Olympics, like uh, swimming and baseball. And that led me to other organizations like Community Association for Riders with Disabilities, teaching uh, equine therapy. And I really wanted to further that work with, uh, with youth. So I went on to do my um, uh, early childhood education diploma, and um, I ended up getting a bachelor in child development. And then currently I'm working on my bachelor of education. And through that work, um, I had a lot of different experiences that led me to uh, the youth strategy and the youth council. And since then, I've had the opportunity to present at the Canadian Alliance to End Homelessness, to work with CAMH on their Buy Youth for Youth project, and a bunch of other great opportunities. Very cool. You were just telling me offline that you're writing some finals right now. And I was really pleased to hear that you were saying they're dropping knowledge on you that is very practical. They can use after. Tell me about that. 
Absolutely. So York's actually been really um, great this semester. They recognized a lot of their students had some mental health struggles. So I've had extensions, like not just for me, but for the whole class on every single final, which I thought was a great response to student mental health. And it shows like action um, behind their words that they care. And on top of that, all of the finals have been, um, you know, for example, lesson plans that we can take into our future, but also like with critical feedback from our peers and having access to our peers' lesson plans for things we might not have thought of. So it's really helped for, I'm in a block placement right now, I'm in the elementary schools and I've been able to take some of that and actually implement it uh, with the class and the students have been loving it. So it's been really helpful. Uh, amazing, very cool, love to hear that. Now, we ask, Every uh, person that comes on the podcast, we ask them a similar question. It means something a little different. And that is, what does home mean to you? I think that home goes beyond having shelter. And it really goes into the um, emotional, physical, mental well-being of a person. You can have a roof over your head, but if you don't feel safe, then that's not your home. I love it. I love it. Yeah, many of our guests talk about safety and feeling safe once that door closes, and not everyone has that same equal opportunity. We are working hard to change that together. Now, talk to me about Youth Council, Youth Strategy. What the heck is it? What What is their mission? What are you doing? So the Youth Strategy as a whole is a coalition of different organizations. We work with um, a collaborative of organizations rather than just one or two. We have, uh, for example, the police, the teachers, we have uh, different shelters, different youth serving organizations all throughout the York region that have come together to say, hey, we recognize that there's a problem and we want to work together to solve it, to make a more synchronous plan rather than just um, one plan here, one plan there, see what works and see how we can uh, work as a community together. So we have a bunch of different organizations and key players at the table. And then we also have youth at the table. So that's where our youth council comes into play. Um, at most, we've had 17 people. Um, currently, we have uh, a little bit less than that, but that's for the specific council. And that council is meant to create and drive projects, but also act as a sounding board. And now there's more youth than just that on the youth strategy, but the specific youth council, they're the, um, the group that uh, creates projects and carries them out as well. So it brings youth voice to the table, but it also gives a sounding board for these different organizations saying like, hey, we wanna implement this project or that project, you can the youth sorry are able to say um you know yes this is something that i would use but maybe let's tweak this or the youth are able to say hey i think you guys should do this and um it also just really helps with network like the youth are really able to uh, meet people within the fields that they want to go into and have that way in the door um because a lot of connections they happen whether you know it or not through your family or through the friends that you associate with. And so it just opens up a lot more doors for the youth who are involved. All of the youth who are involved at the moment have either had past experiences or are currently experiencing youth homelessness or the factors that are associated with youth homelessness. So it's a really diverse group and 
we have been able to collaborate with so many different people because of it. Very cool. And for listeners who don't know, when Sam mentioned uh, Rexdale, Rexdale is a, a neighborhood, a community uh, in kind of North Toronto. Um, North, we say North uh, West. It's a Northwest. We generally North say the West Side. Yeah, the West Side, right? And and uh, very diverse. Has had uh, many different struggles. Probably not enough services out there. Um, and so, so just to if listeners are unfamiliar with the Toronto area, that's where it is. Now you mentioned this is so cool. So we've got what we call say lived experts on this youth council, and this is so great because. So there's individuals like myself or others say, hey, we have a great idea. We think this would work for you. And youth would say, love your enthusiasm, but no, I would never go to that. Or that wouldn't be, that's not the kind of support we're looking for, et cetera. How do you find people for this council? So for the council, it's kind of happened very organically in a lot of instances where myself, I was actually uh, referred to this council through a friend of mine who I had known for a long time. And she said, hey, look, you have a lot of experiences and you have a lot of knowledge that you can bring to the table that I think would better the strategy. And so that's how I was brought on. And through my contacts, I was able to reach out to some people and say, hey, I know you have had a lot of experiences that would really benefit the council and fill in some gaps that I'm seeing in terms of representation, for example, because there's a lot of different factors that lead to youth homelessness. There's a lot of like systemic issues. So having a wide range of voices has been really important to um, the council. So it's all really happened organically. And then more recently, we've teamed up with Youth Speak, for example, and their organization, um, youth are able to give their experiences and speak to other youth within schools, for example. So Youth Speak uh, teamed up with us and said, hey, we have some people who would make great um, representatives for the Youth Council, and those um, individuals have joined. So it's been a lot of word of mouth. It's been a lot of like, Uh, people seeing the value in what the youth strategy is doing and saying, hey, I know somebody who would be great for this. And then it's um, these organizations that we're working with saying, hey, I think that we have some youth here too who would be great for this. So it's kind of been grassroots, I find. Construct, a social enterprise by Blue Door, provides high-quality residential and commercial construction and property services in the greater Toronto area. More than a business with a heart. Construct is a real solution to preventing and ending homelessness. Through its eight-week paid skills trades training program, complete with wraparound supports and on-the-job work experience, Construct lifts people out of poverty and into opportunity. To hire Construct for your next project or learn more about Construct's employment program, visit constructgta.ca. Very cool, and that's how some of the best... uh work gets done, right? The grassroots approach. Now, you talked about, hey, they've seen what you've accomplished. You want to talk about some of those things. What what are you proud of? What has this council completed or done or working on? We've done a few different things. So we started off with our own podcast, which is The Drop, and it's aired on CHOP 102.7. That podcast brings on youth um, and service providers just to kind of say, like, here's some gaps and here's some experiences to... um, help out other people who might be going through it or service provider uh, providers listening. It's aired within the new market area, but 
almost all of the youth council members have been uh, presented with the opportunity to speak on the podcast at some point or another. So that's a big point of pride because we've all got um, we've all gotten to get our voices out there. The other things that we've done is we teamed up with uh, CAMH and the Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council of Canada. And we have been doing the BiFi, the Buy Youth for Youth project. The BiFi project has been our kind of shining achievement for the Youth Council where we came together and we were saying, okay, you know, we didn't know a lot about our tenancy rights. So we wanted to, um, and especially with COVID going on, we wanted to do something a little more digital in a way that informs people of their tenancy rights because uh, COVID did make being a tenant very difficult in a lot of situations. So what we did is we came together as a council and we said, um, you know, these are our experiences. For example, we have people who were told you need to pay uh, a, an 100% increase or a 25% increase in their rent. And uh, we had some other people who were saying, um, you know, my locks didn't work and my landlord wouldn't get them fixed. And other people on council were going, hey, I've experienced that too. So after our discussion, we found some key points and those key points were then turned into uh, themes for videos. So we started with what does it mean to be at risk of uh, homelessness? Because we found that a lot of us on council didn't even realize that we were at risk of homelessness. Um, we had a lot of people on council, for example, who were couch surfing. And couch surfing is a form of homelessness, but it seems so normalized that you may not recognize that. Um, even like things so much as like uh, difficulties, struggles within the household, um, tensions rising within the household, um, fighting or um, alcoholism in the household. Like it's so normalized that we didn't even know that that was something that we may have experienced that would contribute to being at risk of homelessness. So we wanted that to be the first video. And then the videos to follow were, what is the landlord tenant board? What is the Residential Tenancies Act? Locks and privacy and shared amenities. And so we took those and we did our own research online, but we wanted to make sure we were using legitimate sources. So one of our youth council members even read the entirety of the Residential Tenancies Act just to make sure all the information we were presenting is okay. And from there, we made scripts for the videos. The scripts underwent a four-part uh, equity, diversity, and inclusion process. The first part of it really looked at the language that was being used just to make sure it would be universally understood. And then we presented it to different stakeholders, different groups of people who were able to give their feedback. Um, and we ran it through um, a couple little softwares uh, to basically check the language and check to make sure everything was okay. And um, from there, once we had that, we looked into uh, youth actors and um, different um, youth that we could hire to help us make the videos. So Sean Sweeney, for example, was our cinematographer and he recently graduated from uh, the cinematography program. So he did all the, the uh, shooting for the, the videos, which was amazing. Um, we had uh, Dubs, for example, who um, does uh, music production and entertainment. And he's another youth within the community who helped us out by making the music for the videos. So we were able to really pull in a lot of um, 
uh, youth representation. And we made sure that it really um, spoke to our voices. And then so once we had our videos made, we said, okay, who do we want to put this out to? And we started compiling organizations. So one of our more recent projects that we did is after the organizations were compiled, we started making the uh, website page. And then um, the website page is going to include a bunch of different resources once it's finalized. And we have an infographic page. And then, of course, we got to speak at different events like the Canadian Alliance to End Homelessness. So that's kind of the process of how we've made our project and gotten it out there. But the engagement with youth is the real achievement from the project, like being able to say, like have people say to us like, oh, you know, I heard about this going on, like, for example, somebody trying to increase the rent. And I said, no, you can't increase it more than 2%. And I remember that from the videos. So having that sort of feedback that people have taken that information, remembered it and been able to use it even if it's one piece of information from the videos is very rewarding. So those are our big achievements so far. Well, it's amazing. I mean, I think, like you say, if they could take one thing and it's like, bam, it sticks. And I love the medium of videos. They really do work, right? I mean, this is why we do this, or this is why, I, you know, we do videos on uh, LinkedIn and other things. It just sticks with people. It's a great format. That's why Instagram's taken off, right? So brilliant. And it's, it's truly uh, for you by youth. What has the response been uh, from youth? Do they really like it? They give you, are they giving you good feedback? So far, we've gotten good feedback. Um, it seems that our locks and privacy video has been getting the best feedback so far because the skit at the beginning is a little bit humorous and it just kind of adds that comedic relief to a, a serious topic. But I think the number one feedback we've gotten that's really resonated with me is that people are actually remembering the information that's presented because we tried to make sure that the information is presented with quality over quantity. Like what are the main points we want people to know? We want people to know that the landlord tenant board is there to resolve issues between landlords and tenants. Uh, the Residential Tenancies Act, it sets out the rights and responsibilities of tenants. And it also, on top of the Human Rights Code, protects tenants against discrimination. Um, we wanted people to know for locks and privacy that, you know, your landlord is responsible for ensuring you are in a safe home. Those locks need to be fixed. Um, if they're not being fixed, there are routes you can go out to get them fixed and then uh, bill the landlord back if it's not being done within, for example, 24 hours because it's a safety issue. And for shared amenities, the main point was really that if you're sharing amenities, there is a chance you're not covered by the Residential Tenancies Act. So it's good to check because those are all the key points that we didn't know. So we present them multiple times within the videos, within the modules. Um, and it basically makes it so that people are able to absorb it rather than just hearing it and moving on to the next point. Super cool. So what's next? What's the future? What are you guys working on? So the future is we've been discussing a call to action where 17, for example, youth voices is amazing. It's great. We love to hear it. We want to hear more youth voices. So we've been discussing a call to action and we want to team up with not just the schools, but really any organization within the GTA, within the York region um, to get youth voices on what they feel would help them 
for different factors that are associated with youth homelessness. So um, factors can include things like addiction, uh, fighting in the home, low income, uh, educational barriers, um, gang involvement, human trafficking. Like there's so many issues that relate to youth homelessness. So we're going to be basically asking youth what they think would have helped them based on their experiences, what they want to see at the moment. And then when we select the different projects that we're going to move forward with, we want to work alongside that youth who created that idea to basically allow them to uh, spearhead that sort of project. So that's kind of where we're moving forward with collaboration and youth voice. Amazing. So well-spoken. Uh, this is exciting. This is so cool. Youth for Youth, making change happen. I love the, the the work that you're doing. If someone wanted to get involved in the Youth Council, if someone wanted to find out more, where could they go? Yeah, definitely. They could go to our Instagram, which is at Youth Strategy. Um, that's our Facebook as well. And uh, they can always send us a DM. They can also... Um, find our videos on there and our videos have our contact information as well. Um, so make sure you check out the, the Instagram page and the videos for sure. Yeah. I'm surprised you mentioned Facebook because usually like when you mentioned Facebook to younger people, they're like, no, no, that's for old people. Um, so Instagram for sure, but it is on Facebook. If older people want to check that out, you can go there too. Uh, and it was youth strategy, right? At youth strategy. Yeah. At, at youth strategy. Awesome. So cool. And what's the, what's the future for you? You're going to finish this year? You're going to go into teaching? Is that the hope? I was hoping to go into neural developmental traumatology if possible. So wow. I'm going to be um, hopefully moving on to a master's after this and then eventually a PhD if all works out. Wow, you're taking the easy route. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, man. When I thought, listen, I thought, man, could this, this, could Sam be any more inspiring and you're doing more and more what motivates you to keep pushing through because that's some heavy work um honestly when you get into it you get to see different people that you're affecting um one example that I always give is um when I was volunteering at card and getting to see um a child who was told you know you're never going to walk again and being able to take a few steps with a walker was even a huge thing so like there's that or even, you know, in the schools right now, working with students who are at a lower reading level and seeing it click. So it's that it's that experience of watching people do things that they didn't think they could do that really motivates me. And um, yeah, I think for the the aspect of helping people like that's just kind of what I'm here for. Like, I want to help. I want to be able to better our communities and ultimately just better the experiences that individuals have. Very cool. I have no doubt you're going to do that and much more. Sam, thank you so much for doing all this work um, and looking forward to watching you grow uh, on this this future path. Uh, Thanks for joining us on the show today. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Wow. I I was tired just listening to all the things she's doing. I don't even know where she finds the time to the youth council, the youth by youth piece. Uh, I'm so glad she does, though, and and we need more Sams uh, in this world to, to make great change happen. It's such a cool thing when you have a youth strategy that is actually lending a youth voice to the work being done. Like I said, quite often we have the best of intentions, but we're headed down the wrong direction. Uh, and so it's great to have youth there to test some of our theories and thoughts 
the school board programs with, and that's exactly what this youth council is doing. And a shout out to 360 Kids in York Region, which is leading that work. Congrats, guys. Great work on that. And thanks to Sam Lobb and the youth council doing amazing work. Well, hey, I'm inspired. I'm getting ready for our next guest. I learn every week on this podcast. I hope you do too. We'll see you next time on The Way Out. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.